San Diego. My name is Pete McCall, and I'm your host for this episode of the Idea Health and Fitness Association Empowered Entrepreneur Podcast. For this episode, I traveled to the recent Personal Training Institute East event held in Alexandria, Virginia. While there, I spoke to a number of Idea members about their experience at Personal Trainer Institute East and why they went to that conference. In addition, I sat down with Christy and Eric Rowe, two owners of a small personal training studio in suburban Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C. We talk about how they got their start owning a training studio and what it was like to transition from working for a large big box health club to being their own boss. You'll enjoy this episode of the Idea Health and Fitness Association Empowered Entrepreneur. I'm Pete McCall at Idea Personal Trainer Institute East here with Andres Ocando. And Andres, what do you do in the fitness industry? I teach group exercise classes. I do small group training as well and personal training. And I'm a fitness manager at my club. So like, like a lot of us, you have a lot of jobs, have a lot of titles. So what have you been, how many years have you been coming to uh, Idea Personal Trainer Institute? Ooh, about probably 15 years. On and off. And what, what keeps you coming back? It's fun. Uh, all ideas or good ideas. And most of the time I learn one or two things that are very useful for you. And keep yourself updated on the new uh, studies and trend in the fitness industry. And what is the, what's, what's been kind of getting your interest? What's been, what's been getting you uh, interested or getting you kind of engaged this year? What, what, what workshops have you enjoyed or what sessions have you enjoyed? Uh, but, you know, the usual suspects like Len Kravitz and, and yourself and other people presenting always have interesting topics here. Now, last thing, Andres, what do you think, what do you see as being one of the big trends in the coming year or so? Definitely... Um, Heading back to more natural movements and and body weight training and and animal flow and all the stuff has been the latest trend and it has helped me a lot with mobility as well, which is, is one of the um, more more important things in your body because when you do weight training you lose a lot of mobility and as you get older you need that mobility back. I said one more question, but I guess I, I misrepresented that. Um, what, do, what do most of your clients want? When you work with people, what are the seems to be the things they want out of a personal trainer right now here in the Washington, D.C. area? Definitely functionality. Being able to function, to live pain-free, to be able to sit down, stand up, balance themselves, uh, being able to uh, get dressed without thinking about how much my knee hurts. Uh, and gain mobility. Everybody spends a lot of time in front of the computer right now. Uh, so as we all know we're uh, creating a lot of um, compensations in our bodies and people try, are trying to get out of those compensations and, and feel better about themselves. That's an important thing to know, man. Well, I appreciate your time, Andres. Thank you. Not a problem. Anytime. Hi, I'm Pete McCall here at the Idea Personal Trainer Institute East, and I am sitting here with... Denise Boyle. And Dina Sadis. Where are you guys from? Wilmington, Delaware. We're actually from Avondale, PA. Where is, how far is Avondale from uh, where we are now? It's about two and a half hours away. Same with Wilmington? Wilmington I know we're Wilmington. Yes, same about that. What brought you guys? How'd you guys hear about Idea Personal Trainer Institute? What brought you guys here? I've been coming for... 
13 years, I guess, since I've been a trainer. I love it, and I always learn something new each and every time I come. Yeah, we work at the same gym. And what do you guys do there? Are you personal trainers, group fitness instructors? Personal trainer. Personal trainer, and I specialize in small group. That was going to be the next question, especially in small group. What type of clientele do you work with? Mostly special populations and the elderly. What have you seen changing in fitness the last few years? I think I've seen more people get involved in exercise and even taking a stance on just getting out and walking. I think that every, everybody's more aware of their bodies and they need to be, you know, they're getting out a lot more. I think that's the biggest change, no matter how old you are. And what you- so do you think we're having, do you think the message just being more physically active is, is being, do you think that's being received? Yes, I do. Absolutely. I, I really do. To all populations. Like I said, I work with a lot of special populations and they know how, dif- how difficult it is to move sometimes. So they make sure they seek out a trainer or they go to a gym and they try to work out and they walk and just whatever they can do to move. That's the biggest thing. Just move. And what have you noticed that uh, has been, been happening in fitness the last few years? Well, in direct contrast to Denise, I work with more of the athletic population and just building the small group and being a family. So it's all about the community. Okay, but I caught you guys together. You kind of kind of comparing notes at the end of the day right now? Absolutely. And what was your big, what sessions did you go today and what were your big takeaways? Most of mine was, a, was around the high intensity interval training and just how we can like pull back a little bit and focus on quality movement. And that's was reiterated and reiterated and reiterated over and over because there are a lot of injuries being associated with the HIIT programs. So we just kind of have to pull back and like figure out how we get this programming right so they get a great workout without injuring themselves. Yes, that was a volume, not intensity session. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I know Fabio pretty well, so I think that's... And then what, what sessions did you go today? Uh, I really enjoy more of the science and, you know, why... It- we do what we do, um, preventive injury, corrective exercise, and Brian Ritchie has a great program. We did three-dimensional anatomy, so we did shoulder complex, and we did the spine. So that was, to me, that was, like, awesome, being able to mold the muscles out of clay and put that on the skeleton. Very cool. That's cool. Now, you said you've been coming here 13 years, and and that, what I want to ask, do you find that this time of year, because right now it's, it's we're beginning of March, do you think this is a good to kind of like reset? Because you've gone through the first 10 weeks where everybody came in for New Year's. Is this kind of like a good first quarter, like recharge your batteries? It absolutely is. And I, I should retract. When I said 13 years, that's how long I've been in the business. But I go every two years to get my certification. So I've been coming to idea when they, I think when they first got started, we were out of New York. So we started there. You would agree, but you would agree with that. Like you've been grinding like the first two months of the year, and now there's like a good little battery recharge. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, it really is. It, it just helps us refocus, be with like-minded people, and it's just such a, so energizing. Like we're. I'm Pete McCall here at Idea Personal Trainer Institute East, and I'm here with Bobby West, Donnell Glover. And where do you guys work? Uh, Columbia Association. Yes, sir. And what do you guys do there? I'm a fitness director, and I'm a lead trainer. Right, and what does that? What does lead trainer mean? Um, just I have a few more responsibilities than some of the regular trainers, just as far as onboarding and helping bring along some of our new trainers. Right, cool. And then, what fitness director? What are you responsible for? Pretty much developing the program, uh, making sure that we develop good talent, that our training staff is actually taking care of the clientele. Uh, we bring in a lot of innovative, new fitness strategies. Cool. Now, let me ask you this, because you told me you work for a Columbia Association, right? Yep. And 
that's a unique. What is? Tell us about Columbia Association. What exactly is that? So Columbia Association is actually the largest uh, homeowners association in the nation. And it's unique because they have their own fitness facilities. So we're really like a fitness team that is owned by the community that we're serving. And with your trainers, do you have to be, because you still have your clients come in, you still have members buy personal training, correct? Yes, sir. And so what type of programs do your members want? Um, well, we offer a vast variety of different things because we are able to cater to different demographics and different type of people. And what has been the most popular program right now in your, in your facilities? Uh, we just started something called a Transformation Challenge, and it's really catching on and catching a lot of fire, and a lot of people are behind that when I go with that one. And what is the Transformation Challenge? It's uh, basically like a six-week bodyweight challenge. Um, members, and really you don't even have to be a member to participate in it, uh, they're able to come to the gym, they get nutritional advice for the course of that six weeks, uh, and they get a one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as small group coaching. So uh, it's really an awesome opportunity for them to jumpstart their, their fitness journey. Where have you seen your biggest growth? Has your biggest growth been in one-on-one -on -one training or in small group programming? Uh, easily in one-on-one -on -one training. Um, a lot of our small group has been growing there, but as people start to get the coaching, they start taking it a lot more serious. They start looking at it and saying, hey, how, how can I get this a little bit more specific to me, a little bit more unique? So it's, it's thankfully kind of boomed for us in a, a opposite end from where the industry is, but uh, yeah, we, we've definitely taken off a one-on-one. Cool. And then now, is this your first time coming to Idea Personal Trainer Institute? It is, and I'm absolutely enjoying it. And what's your, what's your, what brought you here? What, what got you here? Was it, obviously, you're here with your boss, but, but what, else, what else was it? What, what, what got, you interested, got you interested in it? I'm just looking for opportunities to become a better trainer. Where'd you, where do you have your certification or where'd you go? Did you go to get a degree in the field? Um, I have NCEP and NCP, NCCPT uh, and recently just now TRX, which I got here. Okay, so the TRX. How was that? Did you enjoy that process? I loved it. Uh, Kerry Woodall is an awesome instructor. What would you tell people who are thinking about coming to a, a, work, a conference like Idea Personal Trainer Institute? You definitely want to get here. So many people you can learn from, experience people, so many different things you can take away to become a better trainer. Cool. Thanks. And now as a fitness director, what are you looking to get out of your time here? Uh, honestly, just trying to see what new strategies there are in the, the industry. We kind of exist in a bubble, so I, I don't want us to fall behind at all. And really, it's an excellent opportunity for me to kind of refresh that interest in personal training, get back out there, you know, gain a couple of new strategies. Cool, man. Well, guys, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Pete McCall here at PT Institute East, and I am here with... Kristen Chawitsky. Wendy Banton. Suzanne Collada. And where do you guys work? You guys all work at the same location, right? We sure do. Flat Out Fit, City Center, Newport News, Virginia. And what type of, is that a studio? Is that a gym? What do you guys do there? Small private and group training facility. What's the most popular program? Honestly, all of them. All of them? I mean, yeah, like. That's a good answer, but all of them. We do a lot of strength training, a lot of TRX, and then a lot of TRX yoga, and then metabolic conditioning. How long have you guys been open? Five years. Five years. Okay, so is this your first time at Idea PT Institute? No. How many times have you come? Nine plus years. <laughs> Wait, so you were coming before you opened that? So yeah. Well, I've been trainer for twenty-two years. Okay. And what do you get out of it? when you come to the PT Institute? What do you get? What do you get out of it? Trained with you, so I get good information with um, all the different workshops, relearning the way that we teach. Just invaluable information that you can't get just teaching by yourself or just trying to you know be self-taught. Cool. And now your, your colleague here, Wendy, you said this is your first time coming here? My first time. I've been um, instructing and training for 27 years and never been to a fitness conference. So oh, my goodness. And I, what's your reaction to this? I 
love it. It's pretty cool to be surrounded by all the, the fitness professionals and to um, kind of reaffirm a lot of the information that I've felt comfortable sharing with other people and, and learning that I'm still staying current on things. All right, and so what, what type of formats do you teach? Um, I teach everything from boot camp to um, metabolic conditioning, um, TRX yoga, and of course I've taught step all that stuff in the past. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to come back to TRX yoga in a second. And your name again was? Suzanne Collada. How long have you been teaching Suzanne? Gosh, probably about 15 years. Okay, and what have you been getting out of this conference this weekend? It just, it's great energy overall, first of all. All the networking between the different trainers is a good attitude and just a good positive vibe. But a lot of it's really seeing all the different trainers from the different areas of functional fitness that we work with and a confirmation on how to do things the safe way, the right way, and using the new, um, some of the new tools that come out, some of the new equipment that comes out, and just being on the pretty much the cutting edge of everything that's happening in the fitness industry. That's great. And what do you see, like, basically, I'll ask each of you this, and we'll start with you, Suzanne. What do you see as, like, being trends that, that you're kind of, that you're noticing here? Or is there anything that you've seen this weekend they're like, oh, wow, I didn't, didn't realize that was going to be coming popular? Um, it's not so much something becoming popular. It's just a lot of, like, focus back on the myofascial releasing, just the safety of different things, being able to build on programs from the base level all the way up, connecting with your clients, a lot of communication with your clients. Cool. And I'll ask you the same question. Like, what, what's been like your big takeaway? What have you been seeing a lot of this weekend? Well, I agree. And I think getting kind of back to the basics in the sense that, like, making sure we're paying attention to clients' form. It's not just about the big popular things that keep popping up, and I won't name them. Um, but that, that, you know, aren't so much focused on that and, and just making sure that we're communicating and um, really fulfilling our clients' needs. Okay. You said you guys do a lot of metabolic conditioning. And the, what is TRX Yoga? Talk to me a little bit about that. So totally non-metabolic conditioning. <laughs> it really is great fascial stretching. So especially for somebody that's not into the Zen yoga, it's really just trying to get their hips centered so they can actually get true stretch. We deal with a lot of runners, and runners we know cannot stretch well, and they don't have a lot of core strength or hip mobility. And so the TRX just allows them to get a little better movement. Guys, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks. As you can tell, there's a lot of energy at an event like the Idea Personal Trainer Institute East. Now, as part of the conversations I had, I caught up with the owners of a small personal training studio to ask them about their business and how they got started and what it was like to transition from working for other people to working for themselves. Christy Giroux. And Eric Giroux. And what do you guys, what do you, you own a what? Describe to me your, your business and, and what it is. We own a 3,000-square-foot studio um, that focuses on small group training, personal training, and boot camp. And, I mean, how long have you got? So when did you guys start it? How long have you guys been in business? We started in 2011, um, opened up uh, uh, with the name of Prime Fitness, and uh, started off just focusing really on personal training and, uh, and some small group training. Uh, around, the, around 2014, when we realized that we, we'd had our our son and we needed to make some more money. We uh, <laughs> invested in the Fit Body Bootcamp franchise and we became part of the Fit Body Bootcamp franchise then to kind of create our bootcamp program. Um, and we've been doing both ever since. And so now in your, you say in your bootcamp, so when you started this, did you start in a facility or did you start outside of a facility and then get, get the facility? Uh, no, we, uh, we went for the uh, ready, fire, aim approach <laughs> and we went and we, uh, we got a facility. We uh, had a 1500 square foot studio um, with very limited parking, kind of a nightmare in that regard. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we just we went for it. We went all in right at the beginning. 
Okay, so now the interest of full disclosure, Christy, you and I have known each other a couple years now. Yes. And you had been, you're the fitness manager at one of the gyms I worked at when I lived in the D.C. area. And so you have, you, how long had you been working in fitness before you opened your studio? I started in fitness in 1998. And Eric, how long had you been working in fitness? Had you worked uh, in management for other clubs before? Uh, just, just the one club I've been there. I was the fitness director there for um, about six years, almost seven. Uh, but I've been, I've been doing it since 2000. So you, guys, so you guys had a pretty good amount of experience with other people's money before you started your own <laughs> facility, right? Yeah. That is a fair, fair assessment. <laughs> but, but I think that's I, what I want to point out is that sometimes, you know, people get into this business, right, with the idea of opening their own studio, but why not work for somebody else and learn how to manage first before you're managing your own? Was that helpful to work for somebody else for a while? It, it was very helpful because we actually learned other companies' systems and what worked and what didn't work. And so when we started our facility, it was much easier to get our systems in place. Would you agree? Uh, no, I definitely agree. We, when we opened, we, you know, we had a vision you know, of creating a, a community-based, you know, where it felt like a family kind of environment. And um, we just knew that there was, uh, there was some things that could be better for us in terms of what we wanted to see in terms of our systems. Uh, we followed a lot of what uh, Alan and Rachel Cosgrove did okay. um, and how they developed their business when we first started. So is that is that education valuable? Because you and I, I mean, I've, I've known, you know, we haven't known each other as long, Eric, but I know that I've bumped into you guys at conferences right now with the idea of personal trainer in, in D.C. or in the Virginia area. I still call this D.C. Yeah. But we're at the idea of personal <laughs> trainer conference. How valuable has been attending conferences or going to workshops like the Costco's, how valuable has that been for your, for your business? Uh, invaluable is what I'll say. Invaluable. To, to see uh, for me, because, um, you know, you can always have a good idea of how you want to run your business, but unless you have somebody give you a blueprint and somebody like kind of teach you the way, uh, I think you're going to, you, you'll, you'll struggle immensely. And so I think learning from Alan and Rachel was a, was a huge thing for us back then. And then as we progressed, you know, and, and became part of uh, the Fit Body Bootcamp franchise was a whole other level of learning at that point for us. Well, would you agree, Chrissy? Is that kind of a mean? When you go to conferences, do you look at the business tracks as well as like other options? Absolutely. We always we kind of shifted. We used to look at all the fitness tracks and what was the hottest thing in fitness. And now we take more of the business workshops. We've done workshops with Thomas Plummer as well, um, and focusing on how to grow our business. Uh, we are in a group with Bedros to learn more marketing skills as well. What was the biggest kind of surprise? When you're going from you know, working for somebody else to opening your own, to having your own business, what was the biggest surprise for you? Um, I, I think marketing was a huge one and how much goes into that. And I also think the development of our own systems because it wasn't given to us in a handbook and we weren't held accountable by somebody else for our monthly goals and our quarterly goals. So we had to hold each other accountable for that. I 100% agree. It was marketing for us. That was our that was our biggest hindrance because we knew we had an amazing product, we knew we had an amazing culture, and we've always said that we're we're great managers, we're great coaches and trainers, but we lacked some serious skills, and so we needed marketing skills. And, and so, what's worked? I mean, what can you describe the area where you guys are located? Where is your? And you recently moved. You recently moved your your studio, didn't you? We did. Okay, so what, what what area are you in? Can you describe the area a little bit? Um, we're in the, it's called the Gaithersburg area. Um, it's pretty much, you know, the burbs. It's uh, right in the middle of a lot of single family homes, townhomes, and, um, you know, with a, a demographic that's, uh, you know, all over $120,000 a year, you know, household income. And um, our target market is the 35 and older woman. Um, most of them have kids, um, and, you know, most of them, uh, you know, need a comfortable place to come work out. Now, did you guys... 
how long did it take you to kind of get that target demographic? Was that one of the learning curves that you had yep. when you opened your own thing? <laughs> so when you opened the studio, did you have an idea target in mind? I would say that the target was, no, we didn't have that. It wasn't that targeted for us. Would you think? No, and I think we, we actually focused a lot on the younger the younger age groups, the age group we were in. Yeah. And then we realized that what we wanted to charge, they might not be able to afford. <laughs> yeah. So we had to kind of shift our marketing and, and shift our focus to areas like fat loss um, and also graceful aging. That was another. Is that what you're calling it, graceful aging? Graceful aging. Okay, no, that's good. I mean, <laughs> we'll come back to in a second, but I want, to, I want to take a step back because for listeners that might not be familiar, Gaithersburg, Maryland, we were talking about this before we started recording. We're out, you're outside of Washington, D.C. So what are some of the unique challenges of that? Because you mentioned that after the recent election that your, your business was impacted a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, so for us, I mean, it was interesting to watch. Like the, the six weeks leading up to the election, we watched kind of like a, a, a stalling of people wanting to spend money. And then after the election happened, and, it, and we, we recognize this every election that's happened, and it doesn't make a difference who's going in or coming out of office. Yeah, it's not a political comment. It's not a political it's just comment. A, it's, just it's just understanding change. your market. You, yep. you, should have, it's a, you have a very unique market, you got it. and that you guys are, are, everything in this area is built on the federal budget. Yep. And so I think when people, when there's a concern, so talk a little bit about the, you know, we have this, these, you know, federal shutdown, you know, for the last oh. few years, both administrations, it's, it's stupid games, but that impacts you, right? Absolutely, it does. It, it makes a big difference in uh, how people, you know, they, they're fearful for their jobs, if they're going to have jobs, you know, in a month, in six weeks, whatever it might be. Um, they, so they hold on to their money and they're not too apt to kind of spend because for a lot of people, fitness is a luxury. You know, they, they look at fitness as a luxury and not a necessity. Uh, so they kind of, uh, they tend to hold on to things. And so um, it, it definitely impacts our business. Plus there is, you know, if there's any kind of volatility around it, that makes another impact on it as well too. And so learning all this, was this stuff that you anticipated? Did you think you'd be doing economic forecasting like that? <laughs> Not like that. This? <laughs> Do you think we're... No, I don't think so. Well, no. And it, just being a small studio versus a health club, where a health club you constantly have thousands of members that you can pull from, we're a very small, small membership base. So it, it really impacts us if a couple people decide, I'm going to stop personal training for now because they're worried about their job or where their income is going to be coming from. Yeah. So, so you've taken the time to develop a, a niche demographic of the over 35 women and, and you have the graceful aging. What has been your most successful marketing strategy? Like what's been the best, like what have you noticed been the most successful for communicate the value of your services? Uh, well, hands down, referrals are always number one. Our, our referral network is probably the best. I mean, people, uh, we, we like to think we create raving fans about what we do and they, they are number one, our, our, our best marketing source. But then we really had to learn the ins and outs of social media. And we had to, um, I had to really get my head around the fact that print advertising isn't necessarily dead, but it isn't necessarily going to be where people are looking anymore for anything. And so I had to learn, because <clears throat> Christy put me in charge of handling most of the uh, learning <laughs> that, that end of things. Uh, I had to learn the ins and outs of, you know, the uh, Facebook advertising, email campaigns, that sort of thing. Uh, SEO, you know, all of it, I had to kind of really take the time to educate myself because I'll be honest, I was a little stubborn at first. It was like, that stuff's not going to make a bit of difference. And then when, you know, when we started to learn more and we were mentored and someone said, eh, don't be stupid, you need to really get with the times and realize the social media is where it's going. It's made a huge impact on our business. 
Okay. And I think we had to get comfortable being uncomfortable and putting ourselves out there on video and doing Facebook Live and just and realizing that people want to hear what you have to say, that it's okay if, if you think that it's not important, it is important to other people. And, so. and I think that when, because to me, it almost seems like social media was made for fitness. Yeah. You know, some of the platforms like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter are almost made to help us exemplify and amplify what we do. Well, aren't our clients uncomfortable when they first come in to work out? And don't we coach to them? Like, don't we encourage them? You got to be a little comfortable being uncomfortable. Absolutely. So is that something, is that something you guys thought about as you're learning all this? We do. We do. We, we talk about it a lot, actually. We talk a lot about, uh, you know, always stepping outside our comfort zone a little bit and not getting, it's easy too to get complacent and to kind of like, because the world of, of social media marketing changes every six weeks. And, you know, between, you know, what's working, what's not working. So you have to stay up to date and really get ready to be uncomfortable. We challenge, we challenge as coaches, we challenge our clients to be a little uncomfortable. So we have to become a little uncomfortable learning how to do that. So what do you say is your most successful campaign now? When you run your marketing, what's been most successful? For us, it's when we do our six-week challenges. We'll do, you know, four times a year, um, we do a six-week challenge where... There's a lot of drive to get, obviously, our, our, our new people in the dorm. And the, the whole idea is to create uh, an, an awesome culture and buzz for those six weeks and, you know, create results. Because the reason why most people are coming in our doors to start with is weight and fat loss. And that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the, the, you know, the umbrella of what gets people in the door. And then they realize that we're much more than that. Because um, that's kind of what gets people started. They realize they got to lose a few pounds, or they realize they got to get in a little better cardiovascular shape, strong, wise, whatever. Um, so I say our six-week challenges are probably the, our best for us. And what's your conversion rate with that? Pretty high, seventy-five percent usually. Okay. Yeah. Now we just we just finished one up, and um, we just finished up our, our New Year's challenge, where we had uh, we had forty-four participants, uh, and fifteen of them were new people. Um, you know, the rest were all current clientele. And they, I think, of that 15, we had, thir- we had 13 people stay on for this one. Wow, that's a pretty, it was about like 80-something percent conversion rate. It, it was rate. pretty high this time around. This one was a big one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And so what's been your experience? I mean, if, since uh, you have no, absolutely no experience with the over 35 market. No. <laughs> no, over 35 female market. That, you know, that just, but in all honesty, have you, that, have, have you noticed that market has been, what, what are some of the benefits of working with that market? of working with that demographic? Well, what we're finding is that they actually want to get better and they want results and they'll put the time in. Um, I think that they're also open to hearing what we have to say. They want to do it smartly um, and and be effective and have it long lasting versus like the 20 something where they want the quick fix and then you know they move on to the next thing. Um, I think they're also, this market is very loyal to us, um, which is great and, and patient. And they want to be part of something. Like they don't, they don't want to just go into a gym and be a number. They want to be part of something. And so, like, I can't tell you the number of our clients and members that have become friends outside of, of our facility. And they, you know, they interact and do things outside. So they've they've got a whole another you know social network that they've created. And that was part of your vision. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. Was that part of your vision for opening up? Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we definitely wanted a place. You know. Uh, like cheers, like everybody's third place. You know, they call yeah. it. You have your home, you have working, you have your third place. And we look at our, our gym as as everybody's third place. 
And so when you change locations, because how long ago did you change locations of the studio? Two years, just over two years. And, and so what was that process? How involved was that process to find a new location and then get your member? Were you far away? Was the new location farther? It was four, yeah, four and a half miles from our old studio. And we actually were, we were nervous moving because we knew that some people weren't going to want to go the opposite direction from their office or from their home. But everybody converted. We really? didn't have anybody say, sorry, wow. we're not coming. We have, so you'll, you'll know where this is. You know where the, the Grosvenor metro area yeah. is down yeah. there, almost near Bethesda. Yeah, okay. We have five clients to drive from there out to Gaithersburg to still come see us. And for, for people not familiar with the area, yeah. that's like swimming <laughs> upstream. <laughs> that's, that's like swimming upstream and in a really bad, in really bad weather because, yeah, you, I mean, the D.C. area traffic is, is notoriously awful, especially in northern Montgomery County. But I think the one thing that you guys benefit from, and this is what I felt I benefit from as a personal trainer in D.C., was that you're dealing with a clientele that's maybe a little more cerebral, maybe a little bit more. They're, they're working out because they know the benefits you just, you just mentioned it, you know, they're not interested maybe in, in, they're interested in weight loss, but they're more interested in health. They're more interested in longevity. Have you, is that something you've noticed? Absolutely. Um, and I, I think that was one thing we had to learn with our marketing is we, we focused on the cerebral for so long and we realized that we needed to be a little like catchy and we started advertising fat loss and we started advertising, um, you know, aging gracefully. And that's what got people in the door. And then we could talk to them about smart exercise and smart programming and, and really catch them that way. Well, we felt dirty at the beginning using vanity as a reason to get in the door. And we felt, I don't know, we just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't us. Yeah. But as we learned and as we got through it and, you know, one of the vanity is okay of a reason to kind of get people rocking and rolling. As long as they're moving, I don't really care. A lot of the consumers out there, I think they, they don't understand that. And so their perception of it is, well, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to like lose weight. And then, so they come into you guys for six weeks challenge. And then how do you coach them up? How do you get them bought into like your thought process? Um, first, first thing, we always start, we always start with a really big orientation and explain it. Like our six week challenges have a big nutrition component as well too to it. Um, you know, because if fat loss is the, is the key ingredient, you know, in our six-week challenge, we we'll say, hey, you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a nutrition component of this that's really huge. Um, and, if, you know, if you want to succeed, you're going to follow our, our meal plans and our nutrition plan pretty close to the, to the number if you want to have success. And I think that's one of the first things that kind of gets people bought in is that the workouts are one thing, but to really see the change in body composition and the change in physique that they've got to really dial in what they're eating. Um, and then they kind of see that as they get stronger within the first week or two, they can do more. And they'll always, you know, we'll always help them have the aha moments of how the things they're doing in our sessions translates to outside of the gym, just walking up and downstairs, or just, you know, uh, picking up your kid, you know, whatever it might be, they'll, they'll come back to us two weeks into the challenge and go, hey, by the way, this was, this was easier for me now. And we're like, so that's the kind of moments we really like, that it's not just about, you know, and then by the end of the by the end of the end of the challenge, you know, yeah, they might have lo lose, you know, five, 10, 15 pounds, but they'll always all say how much better they feel. And so what do you, so the six week challenges are successful. I, you know, I follow, I, I, I think I follow you, Eric, on Instagram as yeah. well. And um, what do you find your Instagram like posts helpful to, or is that just more to kind of I think to Facebook, create community? What, yeah, Facebook has been really our key and we have private groups for our clients. So we can post articles, we post recipes, um, we get them involved in local events that are going on. But Instagram hasn't been as big for us. 
It's getting um, it's, it's getting there. Um, but it's great to post video. Like I like doing video on Instagram. Yeah. Um, more even more so than Facebook. I like the one minute cap. One I think one of the things that studio owners fall into, especially early on, is it takes it consumes your life. How have you been able to manage that work life balance? I mean, our son comes to the studio with us a lot on days he's not in preschool. He's he's there. Um, we take turns, one of us being at the studio, one of us being at home. But it is our life. And and I think that because we're passionate about it, it's we like being around our clients. We like doing activities outside of the studio with our clients. Um, so I, I think that the balance is that it is all-encompassing for us. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would also say that we, when we started, we started backwards. And we, we always talk about how we were sitting on a plane and we were writing our business plan on a plane. And coming back from Ursa, yeah. And um, we were writing our business plan on a plane and we basically said, okay, what do we want our ideal day to look like, you know, for, for fitness? And we were like, okay, we know we wanted to be closed on Sundays. Family day, always for, you know, for that, you know, reason. So we'll always be closed on Sundays. And then we knew that we didn't want to have super long hours, so we would cut off our session times for our boot camps or our group training at X Y, you know, five thirty. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't at that point in time. We, we didn't have anything early in the morning. That was stupid, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. We should have done some early morning stuff early on. Um, but again, we we were learning, uh, and so we kind of started from the backwards position and moved that way. How do we want our ideal day to look? And then. Obviously, it's evolved over the years, especially after having our son, but now we've found a really good balance of working it all. And I think part of it, too, is we hired an excellent staff. Um, We have a staff. Everybody is very loyal um, to us and to the brand and to our clients, and we trust them to run the studio when we're not there. I mean, we weren't there most of the fall, and uh, and the studio ran, and it, it was great. That's cool. Yeah. That's really, that's it. Do you, and then what do you guys see happening for you the next year or two in terms of growth or in terms of expanding the brand? What do you, what do you think? Any big plans or just kind of double down and on what works? I, I think it's, you know, for us, we have a goal number of members in mind where we want to get to 200 members in our facility. We're at 130. Um, and so if I can get there by 2019, I'd be stoked for us. Um, I, we've talked about trying to get involved a little more with education again this year, the two of us, and get back to that some now that we've got a little more flexibility with things and that Matthew's a little bit older. Um, expansion. But expansion, yeah, we definitely want to, we're trying to dip our toes into the uh, OCR training programs right okay. now. Um, uh, so it's kind of big in our area. A lot of people are doing it, and um, a lot of people. OCR being obstacle course racing, Yeah, right? sorry, okay, obstacle yeah. course racing, yeah, sorry. No, but uh, I just want to make sure that yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, I think that's kind of our, one of our, our things we're looking into um, moving into next year. Um, and, yeah, it's doubling down on the things that are working. But I, I think when you say is to also, like, make sure that we're staying evolved with, like, what's working currently, you know, and be ahead of the game. Okay, and I'm gonna, uh, maybe have a link, but do you want to give people your, your web address and your Facebook, like, for your, your public Facebook page? And so that way people can kind of check it out. Because I think one, one of the things we're trying to do with this information is to create a collaborative effort so people can, you know, see what works for you and maybe they've had some of the same experiences. Well, before we do that, let me ask you the one thing. What was the one... What's the one big, oh, I'm going to call it learning experience. I'm not going to say mistake. But what was the biggest probably learning experience you had, you know, in this adventure of opening your own business? Uh, I mean, my knee, my knee jerk is really going to go back to marketing. That's what my knee jerk is going to tell me is to, for me to think that I knew more than I did. I thought I knew more than I did. And because 
this is going to sound weird, but before I got into the world of fitness, I managed for Domino's Pizza for 10 years. And so I thought I would be able to use a lot of that acumen that I had there and bring it into the fitness world. And it didn't really translate the same way. Huh. So for me, that was probably like the biggest, uh, the biggest mistake for me was to kind of think that I could take that and bring it to the fitness world. And from your point of view, Christy, what do you think was your biggest learning opportunity? I think it was probably just being stubborn and wanting to hold so true to who I was as a fitness professional that I wasn't willing to go and say flat abs and kind of put myself out there as what I thought was a gimmicky trainer. Um, I, I was kind of steadfast in, no, I'm educated and I want to be an educator and I want to, you know, people to know that I'm a smart trainer. And, and I realized that that comes once they're in the door, but you need to get them in the door before you can ever share your information with them. Okay, now I think that's, and I think that's a great way to look at it is you've got to get them to the door in order to kind of get them to evolve and help right. them become a more educated consumer. So now, if people want to find your website, if people want to find your information, how do they do that? <laughs> it's um, primefitnessmd.com. And then both of us are on Facebook um, personally, Christy Giroux and Eric Giroux. And then we also have Prime Fitness and Fit Body Bootcamp in Gaithersburg on Facebook. <laughs> And on Instagram. We're both on Instagram, and Prime Fitness is on Instagram. Yeah. So we're, we're all over. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the way we need to do it down there. Well, guys, thank you very much for your time, and I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your day here at the, the conference. Thanks so much, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. If you're a small studio owner or are thinking about starting a small fitness studio, hopefully that conversation with Eric and Christy gave you a few insights and a few things to think about before you go down that path. Now, again, I'll say this, you know, I've known Christy for a number of years. At one point in time, she was my fitness manager. So I've, I've seen them develop and evolve over the last number of years that they've had their studio open. So when I saw them at the conference, I wanted to grab them, sit down with them, and just listen to their experience. And hopefully their, short, their story can help you develop a few ideas for what you could do. Obviously, you know they've made a few mistakes along the way, and, but they're learning as they're going, and, and in speaking with them, they're, they're doing pretty well. I mean, they've been able to buy a house, they're able to take care of their kid, and, you know, isn't that what it's all about? So I'm Pete McCall with the Idea Health and Fitness Association. This has been my first episode bringing you the Empowered Entrepreneur, and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes. Take care.